Hey, welcome back. This is Robert Fleming. I am one of the partners in the Tucson, Arizona elder law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. And I'm sitting here with Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman. You're listening to Elder Law Issues. Elizabeth, last week uh, I talked about how proud I was and how pleased you should be to become a fellow of the American College of Trust and Estate Council, ACTAC. And at the end of that, I said, you know, we should really spend a minute explaining to people what some of the other organizations that we are heavily involved in, and um, in some cases we really created or were at, there at the inception for, uh, what, what those organizations are and how they help us focus our practice in the way that we do. Do you have a, a minute to just kind of go through some of those? Sure, Robert. And I think before we go national, I want to start local. I want to start local in terms of the groups here in Tucson that we've been a part of and, and enjoy. There's the Southern Arizona State Planning Council, which is a terrific group of attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors who get together pretty much on a monthly basis for a meeting on some topic in a related area. So sometimes we'll talk about new case law. We might talk about ethical issues. Sometimes we talk about practice management things. I think this week or next at our, our upcoming meeting, there's going to be an, a speaker from outside of Tucson, Arizona, actually coming to discuss uh, the stock market and market updates. And I have to say that Southern Arizona State Planning Council is just a group that really I feel like I grew up with in my practice friendly friendly group of folks we always enjoy seeing each other there's the tax breakfast group um, that our colleague Stephen Phillips started years ago and that's a wonderful group of CPAs mostly CPAs and other attorneys who do tax related work whether it's estate tax or business related um, tax work and I have to say that the tax breakfast group is great I've had an opportunity to speak there before and they really get into the weeds and that can be fun, and it's a different kind of different kind of audience than the Southern Arizona State Plan Planning Council. There's also the Plan Giving Roundtable of Southern Arizona, which is near and dear to my heart. That's a group that I was the chair of years ago, and a group that Fleming and Curdy continues to support. So the Southern Arizona State Planning Council and, and Tax Study Group, those are really attorney, CPA, finance driven whereas the plan giving roundtable we're really sitting around with nonprofits here in our Tucson community talking about plan giving when we talk about plan giving we usually talk about things like how somebody might want to make a bequest or if a donor asked you um, what kinds of programs you have if they wanted to leave a gift uh, a legacy gift or make a contribution down the road using a beneficiary designation so the Plan Giving Council, I just I have to say that that is a wonderful, wonderful group, and that's a kind of a variation on some of the other groups that, that we're in that are really attorney-focused. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll stop now, but no, I, I love our Tucson folks. I'm impressed that you could just off the top of your head uh, grab three that we haven't even left Tucson for, and there's one more, and that is the Pima County Bar Association, which is, of course, a group of just lawyers. Um, it's not all estate planning, elder law, trust administration. It is not all or even a majority people who do what we do, but we've been, both of us have been very heavily involved with the Pima County Bar over the years, doing seminars on our topics for other lawyers and going to seminars 
that other lawyers do that relate to, to our topics or, uh, or are tangential to what we do. And Robert, I think, didn't you start the listserv for the Pima County Bar? I did ago. years ago. I, I, actually, I'm I'm a huge fan of list servers, and uh, and I fa- famously or infamously started list servers for several different organizations, many of which have kind of taken on a life of their own. Well, let's move to the state level. We won't even still go national for a minute. Um, the, the kind of obvious state organization that we are deeply involved with is the Arizona Fiduciaries Association. Because Fleming and Curdy acts as fiduciary, we are conservator or trustee or personal representative, or even uh, represent, uh, not represent, we take care of people under a power of attorney. Um, we are members of the Fiduciary Association. Most of the Fiduciary Association a simple majority of the members probably are social work types rather than legal types. Um, a plurality, I guess you might say, are lawyers, and a significant minority are financial people who come to the, the fiduciary practice from being an accountant or an investment advisor or something. So that's a really interesting mix of people, and that's a place where we can talk about um, the, the mechanics and the, uh, the psychological impact of removing life support from a person who's, whose life decisions we're making, just to, to grab a kind of an obviously um, out of the mainstream of law practice kind of a, of a topic. And that's a group, Robert, that we have had um, great meetings with, and sometimes there's a, an opportunity to really hunker down and talk about some of the ethical issues, which that group, I think, really cares about focusing on and is important to focus on. Many of the folks who are members of the Arizona Fiduciary Association do carry a fiduciary license through the Arizona Supreme Court. As we, both you and I do. Right, and our practice, as well as our, we've got Several a handful of our, our staff members also have uh, fiduciary licenses. The State Bar of Arizona, Robert, we, we shouldn't move on without mentioning the Arizona State Bar. I mean, that's a group... They've got the probate and trust kind of membership, and that's more than, gosh, I think it's more than 150 people around the state. The state bar continues to provide all sorts of different kinds of programming, and that's one thing that we think about the pandemic. They're actually starting to do more and more virtual programming, which has been a great way for practitioners in the probate and trust arena to connect, um, not just at the annual convention, but actually on a month-to-month basis. And ending about three years ago, you can probably tell me exactly how many hours and days you um, finished up your term as president or chairman of the uh, the Probate and Trust Executive Council. Um, that's I know from personal experience that that's a long commitment. It's a six or seven year cycle to get from being on the council, working up through the offices to being the president and then the immediate past president. So you, you did a long stint pretty recently. I did my stint some years ago. Um, I am hesitant to even admit how many years ago, (laughs) but a few years ago. And I think that for people who are listening, if you do practice in Arizona and you're in the probate and trust arena, um, look into our kind of membership within the state bar. It's a fantastic group from all across the state, not just in larger counties like Pima County or Maricopa County, but um, that's one thing that's been great. We have a pretty active listserv um, through the probate and trust track and council. And 
not to not to uh, go too far from the State Bar of Arizona, there's also another group subset of the State Bar, the Elder Law, Mental Health, and Special Needs um, section of the bar, which is uh, a little bit more focused in the kinds of people that we often deal with in our practice, fiduciary actions and mental health proceedings. We're pretty involved in mental health cases from time to time. Uh, And special needs has become a part of that section's uh, charter. And that's, of course, a huge part of what we do um, here at Fleming and Curdy. Elizabeth, you know that. I'm not surprising you. Yeah, the special needs planning, Robert, is something that I think you and Tom years ago when you started putting the building blocks together to form Fleming and Curdy and and we look back at the the history of our firm, special needs planning has been really at the inception and and continues to be a large focus and I would say an area where the work we're doing is unique and is really specific. We look not just at benefits issues and special needs trusts, but it gives us an opportunity to work with practitioners really across the country, uh, personal injury attorneys, folks who may be bringing actions where there is a vulnerable adult, um, an injured minor, there may be a settlement. Um, These are interesting cases and and oftentimes really tender facts. And that segues nicely to the national level, the two big organizations other than ACTEC that we talked about last week that we're involved in. Um, We have to start with the Special Needs Alliance, which is about a 20-year-old invitation-only group of practitioners, lawyers, who do a lot of special needs trust or special needs planning work. Um, and uh, that one is a group that I was one of the the, the people who initiated it. I, actually, I, the title I prefer is Progenitor because it sounds kind of highfalutin. <laughs> uh, it's a terrific group, Robert. I'm, I'm now serving on the board for the Special Needs Alliance and just incredibly impressed by my peers throughout the country who some of them are in larger law firms, some of them are solo practitioners, but really impressed by how freely people share knowledge, ask questions, talk about provisions, share forms. Um, the Special Needs Alliance, there is a real collegiality there that I just find inspiring. I think those meetings are among the best meetings we go to. Twice a year, we go meet with those folks from across the country. And and I think you probably would agree, Elizabeth, I come home completely um, excited and, and uh, energized by the contact and the discussions about stuff that is so near and dear to our hearts and practice. And just the people who do this work, Robert. I mean, I, I think um, all the groups that we're involved in give us an opportunity to, opportunity to meet new people and an opportunity to connect with old friends. I will just tell you, though, I mean, for the, for the most part, whatever the group that we're involved in, I just look around, I feel really pleased to be practicing with other talented folks. And then I think the last one we can mention, and then we can stop uh, um, singing our own praises, I guess, at least for a minute, is the National Academy of Elder Law Attorneys, which is a, now, a, I guess, 35, 40-year-old organization um, that uh, that started here in Tucson. I was there at the inception, but I can't claim to be one of the the, the uh, progenitors of that organization. And um, that has been a terrific resource as well. Another four or 5,000 people across the country who call themselves elder law attorneys. That That is a, it's not an invitation uh, membership. You just have to pay your dues and say that you are an elder law attorney. 
So it's maybe not a, quite as intense as the Special Needs Alliance or the, uh, the American College of Trust and Estate Council. Um, but uh, but that's a terrific group to be to be involved with as well. And they have an Arizona chapter, Robert, which you um, you know about, and and I've been involved with. And the Arizona chapter continues to do just great programming. So I'm hoping that folks who are new to the practice of trust and estates work will listen to today's podcast and start to think about the ways that they can engage in the community that they're in with some of these groups. I just think it makes uh, all the difference to really have a group of peers to meet with and talk to and learn from. And thank you so much, Robert, for everything you've done for me to help uh, invite me into these groups and give me an opportunity to learn and contribute. Well, thank you for seizing the the opportunity and running with it. Um, That's, I think, enough for organizational background and and kind of a sketch. You know, why are people, why would people be interested in this other than us touting our own expertise and our connections? Well, if you are not a Tucson, Arizona resident and you're looking for somebody who knows something about the things that we regularly talk about here on Elder Law Issues, those are the organizations you should be looking to. Virtually all of them have members online, and you can find members of ACTEC or NALA or the Special Needs Alliance or the Arizona Fiduciaries Association, um, and, uh, and, and you can ask the people that you find there whether they are involved in the same kind of practice area when you, when you decide to hire them. And in the meantime, we hope that you will join us again next week for Elder Law Issues. This is Robert Fleming with Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman, the two partners at Fleming and Curdy PLC, a Tucson, Arizona elder law firm. Talk with you next week.